This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We're continuing in Daf Hashem Sechdek Subas. We still are doing Daf Samach Vav Amad Beis, making up for last week. The Mishnah brought a no- the Mishnah brought a number of cases. The Mishnah brought a case where if the uh, woman committed herself to bring a thousand dinar into the marriage. So he has to, he accepts to pay 15 mana. 15 mana is uh, basically 1500 dinar. So she has to, um, she has to increase it by 50%. But if she brings into the marriage hashum, which is items that are evaluated, so then he has to accept himself he accepts to pay if the marriage is dissolved a fifth last. Who pays The Mishnah continues that if shum if the uh, items were evaluated for a mana and they were worth a mana, so then he only has he has to he go he only gets a mana. What does that mean? He only gets a mana. So basically. Um, what could be included in a in a uh, marriage uh, dowry is um, things that could be used, and those things that are used, items that are used, go down in value. So therefore, he accepts upon himself a fifth less because of depreciation, or even items that are not used, and there's no issue that it's going to go down in value. The reason why he accepts a fifth less is uh, for the following reason. Because the ones who evaluate what she brings into the marriage, the Rashi uses a lashon of the Zamemute um, Chasan. In the base Chasanim, they evaluate it, they exaggerate the value. So therefore he only has to accept upon himself, um, he... 80% of it. So he accepts upon himself a fifth less. And the Mishnah gives many examples of this. So, Shum if the Chasan uh, accept uh, uh, items that were evaluated for Mana, so she has to give a fifth more. What does that mean? She has to pay 31 Sela and a Dinar. So basically, if, um, if the Chasan accepted a Mana's worth, she accept she has to give him one and a quarter of a money. So he he is responsible for um a fifth less. Uva Arba if let's say he accepts four hundred dinar, she has to give five hundred dinar. The Mishnah says that uh, whatever the Chasan accepts upon himself, so uh it's a fifth less than whatever it was evaluated at. So it ends up, the Mishnah says this four times. The Mishnah repeats the same thing four times. First the Mishnah says, for a shum, he pays a fifth less. Then if he accepts items that are, let's say, estimated for a mana, she gives him 31 sela and a dinar, which is a one and a quarter mana. Then the Mishnah says that if he accepts a shum for 400, she has to give 500. And then it says whatever he accepts, he pays a fifth less. So basically it says the exact same thing four times. So the Gemara wants to know, um, 
before it deals with by the mission by the by the cash why isn't that considered a deed if he's gonna have to give her if he's gonna have to give her basically 50 percent more why don't right. hmm why isn't it Rivis if she brings into the marriage a thousand that he's committed to make up fifteen hundred? Perhaps because it's not it's not really a loan. She's not lending it to him. It's her money. And he has a right to use it. He's not borrowing it. He's not borrowing the money. It's his. It's his money. Right, here it's Gufa Kishtai, right? <laughs> exactly. It's his. He's entitled to it. The only thing is that it, if it dissolves, then he loses his entitlement. So what does he have to do? Is he paying back a debt? Or is he giving back something that he was allowed to take, but now it turns out that he was not allowed to take it? So I'm not 100% sure, but it could be we don't view it as a borrowing a, bar, a, a borrowing and paying back a debt, but it's something that he was allowed to use, and now it's something that he's not entitled to anymore. So if he was allowed to use it, he was allowed to use something that has a value of more than a thousand zuz because he had rights to liquid cash immediately that has more value. Okay, so Gemara says like this, uh, because <laughs> basically the Mishnah said that um, if you have a guy, a uh, father-in-law makes up he says to his son-in-law, I'm going to give you a million dollars for marrying my daughter. And then he dies, and then the, the Hassan's brother walks in, so the father-in-law is allowed to say, I only made up to give to your brother, not to you. So, You don't need to say, if the first guy is a Tamar Chacham, and the second guy is an Amaretz, the father-in-law could say, I never meant to give you this money, even if the first guy is unlearned and the second guy is a Tamar Chacham, the Fanlo could say, I want to give to your brother. May I like your brother better? He had a nice tie. I don't like your tie. In fact, you don't even wear a tie. So I don't want to give you the money. So, to you, I don't want to give. Basically, a Fanlo always has the right to say, I only meant to make up to give money to the uh, first guy who to the deceased. Now the Mishnah is going to deal with why, uh, now the Gemara is going to deal with why the Mishnah basically said the same din four times. Pasca lahachnis lai elef dinar. If the bride decided that she's going to give 1,000 dinar. Actually, you know, the Gemara is not even discussing this case now. The Gemara is going to discuss the other cases of the four cases of Shum. So the Gemara asks, Hainu Reisha, it's the same as the first case. But why, in other words, why, why does it have to say it four times? It says the halacha by Shum and repeats it in different verbiage four different times. So the Gemara says each one of these four times is to teach something different. Tana Shumaraba, Vikatani Shumazuta. It talked about a big estimation and it talked about a small estimation. What does that mean? First it says, Ukeneged Hashum Hu Pachos That case of Ukeneged Hashum is going back on the case of where the bride agrees to bring in a thousand dinar. 
So and and then the Mishnah says if it's an estimation, then he agrees to one fifth less. But it sounds like it's going on the case of a thousand dinar. So it's going on a case of a big estimate. So case number one is a big estimate. Then case number two. Is a smaller estimate. That case is a small estimate. So case one and two is a small estimate. Then Tana Shuma it teaches when he makes the estimate with Tana Shumadida, and it talks about where she makes the estimate. Because the first case, let's say, and the last case, we're talking about he did the estimate. Because the last case in the Mishnah is the chasan is paisek. If he did the estimate, you would think, I don't know, if he did the estimate, it's not uh, over-exaggerated because he's the one who has to take responsibility. So we say, no, even there he gives a third less. And then we talk about uh, the second and third case is she's doing the estimate. Because in the third case we find he no sen and then the second case, certainly, she made the estimate. So you would think if she made the estimate, it's even more inflated. And maybe he has to give more than a fifth. So basically we pick four cases. One, a big, small. In other words, maybe if it's a very big estimate, then... Uh, then there's room to exaggerate it, but if it's a small estimate anyway, maybe there's no room to uh, make it bigger, or maybe when it's small, then we, we want to make it bigger for her honor, it's maybe embarrassing to her, but if it's big, we wouldn't necessarily make it bigger. Or, uh, but it, what we're learning is that the, the factors are irrelevant, whether he, whether it's a big estimate, a small estimate, he made it, she made it, it's always a fifth his responsibility is a fifth less. Okay, next Mishnah. Next Mishnah is going to talk about she's bringing cash into the marriage. Says the Holy Mishnah, If the Kala commits herself to bring money into the wedding as the, basically she's bringing as the Nad and as the Dowry, Sala Nasna Shisha Dinarim, her Sela, which is four Dinar, is becomes sixteen are basically he's responsible to pay fifty percent more because of his immediate use of the cash. The hachasan mekabel alav asara dinarim lekupa, and the chasan is mekabel upon himself to pay ten dinar for her her box. Now, what does this mean? We can see what it means for her kishutim for her makeup. So the chasan is mekabel, uh, ten dinar for the kupa. For ha- in what case the chalmana umana? For every mana she brings in, the chasan accepts upon himself to give her ten dinar for her uh, jewelry. So uh, a mana is a hundred dinar. For every hundred dinar that she brings in to the wedding, he has to give her ten dinar for makeup. Rav Shingamliel, Rav Shingamliel says, "Hakol kamen kamadina." Everything is in accordance with the uh, practice. Okay, now why are we repeating again 
that if she brings cash into the wedding, he has to accept at a rate of 50% more. Says Gemara, Hainu, that is the exact same thing as we just had that in the previous Mishnah. The previous Mishnah just said that if you bring in uh, a thousand, you got to give fifteen hundred. So what exactly is the 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 need for the repetition over here, right? We we had if he makes up, um, let's say if she brings in a thousand dinar, he has to pay fifteen mana. 1,500 dinar. So, so the Tana teaches if it's uh, a large business ar- arrangement, meaning a 1,000 dinar, and taught if it's a small amount of uh, business. Tzricha need both. If we just talk about a large business, meaning a 1,000 dinar, maybe because you can make a lot of uh, profit. So therefore, he stands to gain. But if it's a small amount of business, uh, of money that she's bringing in, the Zuta Rafa, the small amount of profit, a I would say he doesn't have to add so much. So Tzricha, therefore, I have to bring a case of where she's bringing in even a small amount. And if it would just t- teach a case where he's, um, she's bringing a small amount of cash, the Zuta Ziyuna, because if she's bringing about a small amount of cash, the, the ziyuna, the mechaivim, the uh, obligations are small. Therefore, what? There are less expenses involved. Less expenses involved, he doesn't have to commit to so much. In other words, maybe there, there are less expenses, so then he has to, he commits to so much more. Because he has, he doesn't have so many, many expenses dealing with the money. Avil iskaraba, but if she's bringing in a lot of cash, enough for zuna where there are a lot of expenses, emolai. I would think he doesn't have to add so much because he has a lot of expenses dealing with so much money. Tzricha, so I need it. I need both of it. I need both of these cases. Now the Mishnah says that a chasan for every hundred mana she brings in, he has to give her ten mana worth for. Um, makeup says Gemara. My kupa. What does the word kupa mean here? What is that referring to? Amravashi kupa shabasamim. A box of um, perfume. This is only said in the city of Yishlaim where they wore perfume. They wore makeup. By Ravashi, Ravashi wanted to know. The Mishnah said that for every hundred money that's brought in, he has he accepts. Ten manet to give her of makeup. What what does it mean for every hundred mana that's brought in? Does it mean bimana hanisham, um, a mana that's evaluated, or a bimana hamiskab or the mana that he accepts upon himself? What does that mean? Because the amount the chasan accepts upon himself is a fifth less. So is it the hundred that she brings in? Or is it a hundred per every hundred that she that he accepts upon himself, which is one fifth less? And imtim If you say that's talking about what he accepts upon himself, so yom rishain I call yom Does he give her cosmetics for every hundred money? 
the first day that she brings in, or does he have to provide her daily for every hundred money? If you say it's daily, is it Shabbos Vishnu? Does he have to do it only for the first week or every subsequent week? If it's every subsequent week, is it only the first month? Or is it every year? I'm sorry, is it every week or is it even every month? And even if you want to say it's every month, is it only in the first year? Or every single year, he has to provide her for every mana she brings in, 10 mana of makeup. So teku, so uh, it stands. Or Elio Anavi will uh, give us the conclusion regarding this question. Now we have a very interesting story about uh, the wealthy Nakdimon ben Gurion. This morning we learned from the Gemara and Gitin on Daphnon Vav that Nakdimon ben Gurion was one of the three wealthy people in Yushalayim. He could have sustained the city for uh, 22 years. And the Gemara says, Amrav Yudamarav, Maisa Babita Shal Nakdimon ben Gurion. There's a story with the daughter of Nakdimon ben Gurion. That the rabbis, they uh, gave to her, and they decided, 400 gold pieces for her perfume for one day. What does that mean, For a specific day. What happened? The husband dies, and... She wants to uh, be able to be provided for. So they gave her, for just her uh, makeup, for um, 400 zuz for one day. Amra Lahem, she said to them, This is what you should give your daughters. Meaning she wasn't happy with that amount. She thought it was an, a paltry amount. So she basically cursed them. That you should provide for your daughter so little. The thing is, that everything is relative. So for her, she thought it was... a. Uh, underwhelming, but for any other girl, it would be very uh, generous. So the rabbi said, Amen. Um, so, they answered Amen. Now in the story we had before in Samachai, when the, when the same thing happened to Nakdim ben Gurion's uh, daughter-in-law, and they said, uh, they gave her, when she said, um, they should do this to your daughters. They didn't say Amen, because there she was a Yavama, not just an Almana. So an Almana, it's not a good scenario, but at least she ha- an Almana dies with children. Uh, at least an Almana's husband dies with children. Uh, over there we're talking about Yibam. So when she says this is what they should do to you, the rabbis didn't want to answer Amen because she was a Shemeris Yavam. Okay. The Gemara continues. There's a story with Rabbi Yochum and Zakai. He was riding a donkey. He was leaving Jerusalem. His students were following him. He saw a young girl. He saw a woman. She was gathering barley from the dung of animals of Arabs. Kivan Shirasa Aisai. 
when she saw Rabbi Yochanan Zakai Nisatva Besara, she covered herself with her hair. Va'amda Lafanav, and she stood before him. Amralai, she said, Rabbi Parnasini, support me. So she hid her face, and she said, Rabbi, please have Rachmanas on me, support me. Amrala, so Rabbi said to her. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai said to her, Biti Basa Miat, whose daughter are you? Amrulai, she said to him, Bas Nakdimon Ben Gurion. I'm the daughter of Nakdimon Ben Gurion. Halach. Basically, they couldn't believe it. She was so poor, and yet her father's the richest guy in town. Amrulai, so he said to her, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai said to her. Where did all your father's money go? How could you be the daughter of Nakdim and Ben-Gurion and you're picking uh, barley out of the dung of animals? She said to him, Rabbi, Was it not um, for nothing? Wasn't it for this? They give the mashal and Yushalayim? Don't they give the mashal nishlaim for this reason? Melach mamain chasar. The salt of money is is losing the money. Meaning, salt is a preservative. How do you preserve your money? He said, preserve it. I invested immediately, so I could earn point zero 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 one percent interest. I invest. That's how I preserve my money. No, the Gemara says the way you preserve your money is you give it away. Hmm. That seems to be a little counterintuitive. I should preserve my money by giving it away. Yeah. Giving away your money is salt. The Amrila Chesed, or not missing your money, but kindness. So by giving tzedakah, it's a preservative. What about your father in law's money? Amrila, she said. This one came and lost this one. Meaning our monies, the monies were commingled. And when my uh, my father lost his money, so then my father-in-law lost money. They were, the monies were in the same place. So since my father lost, my father-in-law lost. My father-in-law lost it. Amrullah, Rabbi, she said to Rechem Zakai, do you remember my chasana? Zachar Atta, don't you remember? You know, you remember my chasana. Every Rashiva in the world was at my chasana. They flew in every Rashiva in the world on first class private jet. And you signed on my ksuba. When you signed on my ksuba. Amar lahen letalmidav. He said to his students, Zachar ani kishachasamti al-ksubasa shazu. So he said to his students, um, I remember that when I signed on this girl's ksuba, I would read in it a thousand thousand dinar zahav. Basically, her father sent into the marriage one thousand a thousands. So what's a thousand times a thousand? I believe a million, yeah? Do we have any uh, accountants over here? A thousand, a thousand, is a, mil- a million dinar of zahav. I mean, it's a lot of money. 
pure gold. Yeah, we're, we're talking big, but what? So she has the money. What? What does that have to do with her father losing the money? Your father losing the money. If she has got the money, so if you're telling me that she also lost the money. Why is it that uh, we understand the father and the mom lost money, but she have all this? You know, she's got the big bucks. You know what happened to her bank account? I mean, very nice. He lost the money, but she's the one. But he gave it to her already. And very nice he didn't give tzedakah, so she, so she lost, so he lost his money, but what does that got to do with her? Uh-huh. Besides what her father-in-law brought into the wedding. Bacha Rabbi Yechman Zakai. Rabbi Yechman Zakai cried. Va'amar and he said, Ashreichem Yisrael, fortunate is Israel. Bizman she'oysen utsanish tamakam, when they do the will of God, in kalum avlashen shalatasahem. No nation could dominate them. When they don't do the will of God, they are delivered into the hands of a lowly nation. Not just a lowly nation, in the hands of the animals of a lowly nation. So basically, um, in this morning's Ian share, we discussed why is this called Ashrechem? We understand Ashrechem when we do do the will of God. But what's the Ashrechem even if we are not doing the will of God? And the Marsha ex- uh, explains that the fact that we're, we fall to the lowest Madrega when we don't do the will of God means that we are, un- we are not connected at all to the Mazalais. We are totally connected to Hashem. So when we do what He wants, we have great success. We transcend the Mazal. When we don't do what He wants, and we let hate interrupt between us and him, then we have no no cause of existence because we're unconnected to the Mazalais. And our relationship solely with Hashem on both extremes, whether we're doing Ritzan Shamakam or not, is Ashrechem. Okay, we'll continue, we'll pick this up tomorrow, discussing Nakdimon Ben Gurion, why uh, in what way did he not give tzedakah? Okay, Rabbi Shai, thanks so much for coming. Brachlatzacha. Shkayach. Thank you. Yeah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.